it's kind of those things that bottom line, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this work no matter what. I don't care if I make any money off of it. This is my priority. This is a kick in the arts. A couple of comedic cunts concentrating a conversation on creativity to connect a continuing community of creative comedic cunts. I'm Kelsey, a visual artist and graphic designer based in Bozeman, Montana. And I'm Marissa, an actor, comedian, business owner, and side hustler in Los Angeles. We've all heard of WAG being the Uber for dogs, but what about the needs our feline friends are feeling? Introducing Scratch, the on-demand cat service. If you're gone from home all day, who is your cat going to arrogantly ignore? Our hand-picked scratch workers will come sit on your couch, talk in soothing, encouraging voices to, come here kitty, which allows your cat to judgingly stare for a few moments, then walk out of the room, unsubtly flashing their cat b-hole. Cats love it. Our workers are also prepped with fresh arm skin, so when your cat is done being pet, your cat can claw into the smoothest possible skin, letting the petter know their job is done. And now, you can upgrade to Smelly Cat Food Package, where an old can of bougie cat food will be left out, only half-eaten, because our cats deserve the best. Scratch, proudly putting the ow in meow. Something awesome happened this week. It was the tits. Ah, but something stunk this week. It was the pits. This segment is called the tits and pits. Let's see, tits. It's always the the double-edged sword, and right now I'm dealing with just being busy, which is good and bad. I went to hang an art show in Jackson this, well, two days ago. It ended up being, uh, but it was in the midst of, like, crazy snowstorms, so driving there and everything was crazy, and it pushed me back a day on other projects and things. And now I'm flying to Denver tomorrow. So it's, um, yeah, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like a crazy person right now trying to fit it all in. But it, yeah, like I said, I I don't know. Like, because I go through phases where I, I just don't have a lot going on and I would kind of rather be busy or I feel more accomplished. But lately I feel more... Mm-hmm. I feel more scatterbrained from it than like productive and accomplished. Yeah. I guess last week I was on a really good routine and work schedule. So I was by Thursday evening, I was like, this is a, this is the audio <laughs> medium. You can't just <laughs> dance. <laughs> I don't know. By Thursday evening, I was like kicking ass, taking names. I felt good about my week. And then after the last five, six days or so, I'm like, <laughs> dead <laughs> i just fell fell off with like trying to adapt with all the the curveballs thrown at me in the past week so and that's curveballs from weather mm. to projects to whatever that's everything under the sun what's your tits and pits my pits are despite yeah being like super busy running around like a crazy person as well not necessarily driving back and forth from wyoming a full pl- but despite having a full plate, I'm still just like broke as fuck right now, and it's getting really old. <laughs> but hopefully that all turns around with my tits. Uh, I've had progress in my acting world. I set out this beginning of this year to really focus on acting, and it's certainly becoming all-consuming, addicting my thoughts all night long. And I am actually having meetings with agents, multiple, and like commercial reps. And so hopefully. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what I can and can't say at this point because there's offers and stuff on the table. Uh, but hopefully, something to that degree lends itself to a nice paycheck one of these days. Because <laughs> I'm like all in right now. I just like forked over like a hundred bucks to go to a workshop on Monday, which was gonna help my interview slash auditions this week and feel good, just broke as fuck. <laughs> and yeah, and then my schedule is a little zany where I've been going to bed at like seven in the morning. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in the, in a creative, artistic growth spurt mm-hmm. feels like right now. So that's always like such an awesome place to be in because you're just, your mind is just so expanded, but it also comes with growing pains of like, you know, you're leaving, you're letting go of certain things and it's all happening so fast. And I'm thinking so metaphysical about certain things, about being mm-hmm. an artist and like 
what's real and not real and what's important and opinions of, I don't know, just everything is just growing and expanding right now and it's crazy. But good overall. Yeah, there is a lot in there. I like wanted to stop you multiple times to ask you more. Yeah, well, that's what happens when we've gotten this long without a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I'm sure we'll get more into it, into our, in our dupe subject. Okay. Now it's time for our pawn run, an exercise for us to jog our brains and sneaker in some of our best gag-worthy puns, even if some of them are a bit of a stretch. Today's pun run is suggested by Alicia and baby Liam. The subject is candy. Gonna be ready for this bag of Twix. It's gonna be sweet. We're gonna blow this pun run to Reese's Pieces. Oh, you're raising the candy bar already. (laughs) So Kelsey, where do felines go to have a drink? I don't know. The Kit Kat bar? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And what do they drink? Uh, I don't know. Licorice. Oh, nice. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Nope. I didn't, but I heard it was pretty bland, like really a really boring gum. <laughs> you don't get it? Yeah, that one just rolled over my head. How do babies get to space? Uh, I don't know. The Milky Way. Uh, what candy bar doesn't get paid yet? Payday? Junior Minterns. Uh, what do you call a happy cowboy? I don't know. The Jolly Rancher. <laughs> uh, what candy has the best scent? I don't know. A musk tears. You're on a Tootsie Roll. These just keep getting better and better, Finger. Did you see the movie where Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper invent a new flavor? A starburst is born. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They said the making of the movie took a lot of blood, sweat, and three musketeers. <laughs> I had a snicker at that one. Can these people even believe it? Um, yeah, so all these new candidates are coming out for the next election, and they're saying, I'm with Hershey's. I don't have any more. You have to know your worthers. I can't. Nothing's lolly popping into my mind. <laughs> you suckers. Don't be Skittles me. And now it's time for... Deep subject. Okay, today's deep subject is focused on how you handle it when things don't going to go according to plan, or working with what you got when you get it. And so, kind of this theme of I don't know, rolling with the punches, with schedule changes, with ups and downs, being flexible and being functional. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, we'll make sense of it, maybe. <laughs> or I think anyone in like independent contractor life definitely deals with that pretty regularly. And then just in like pursuing art, you have expectations that aren't always going to be met the same way. Right. Like I like I was saying in uh, tits and pits. As soon as I felt like I was on a good routine and schedule, then I had to take this little trip and like just got thrown for a loop. And in turn, in this in this instance, it was mostly due to weather. But in turn, then I had to keep you know keep up with my shit and also like manage expectations for my clients and other people that I promised things to. And like, I had a shift in Big Sky last night. I couldn't get covered and had to be back for and yeah other just client needs that all of a sudden now I've got to cram everything in in two days before I t- leave town again. And I'm such a, I just struggle with this. Like, I I think I deal with, personally, I deal with things going off plan or off schedule really well. But when there's other people involved, I'm such a people pleaser, even though, like, the circumstances weren't my fault necessarily. I still find myself bending over backwards Mm -hmm. to make sure everybody's happy and getting what they need. Instead of just saying, like, sorry, there's nothing I can do. (laughs) So what were your, like, first steps in managing your clients' expectations? Um, I mean, just being in contact, I guess. Like, just moved some phone calls and uh, made sure they knew what my deal was. And then, you know, with that, you know, people were pretty understanding about it. So really it wasn't that bad, but I just feel like, yeah, in turn, I just kind of pushed myself to the limit trying to make everything work still. Yeah. Unless in ideal conditions. Now you're rushing to do projects instead of letting them 
happened in your usual time frame. And no one likes working like that. Yeah. And then even down to the point where I, so I'm kind of in this mode right now too, where I am just taking whatever work I can get because I'm trying to save up money for my trip next month. And so, yeah, this afternoon, like we were going to record the podcast and I got a last minute request for a project that they needed like today. So I, maybe in normal circumstances, I would have turned it down, but I felt like I couldn't, especially because it's a, a brand new client that I'm trying to show that I'm, but maybe that's the wrong foot to start off with. <laughs> and I need to have some boundaries. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I don't know. Especially, yeah, new client adds a different stakes to it than an established relationship. Yeah, because the whole, like, starting off or when our kind of initial get-to-know-you interview call, she was adamant in finding a designer that was highly responsive. But I don't think that necessarily means I have to be, like, at the beck and call. But, like I said, I'm a people pleaser. I want to be. Well, something like responding to emails is something within your grasp, but that's not like bending over. Like sending an email is something everyone should be able to do <laughs> with whoever they're working with at appropriate times. Yeah. I don't know. I just saw like some meme that was like things that you can do that are in your control, whether you're broke or whatever. And it's kind of like being on time, responding to emails, taking direction, like all of those things are in your control. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess you'd have to gauge on, like, what size of project it is. Like, you said you were able to do it in a couple hours, and did you get it done? Um, halfway, because they didn't have – they didn't even have everything done that I needed, mm. so. Well, maybe that's even, like, worse, because then now you're going to be up waiting for material still, or? Well, they said I could get it tomorrow, or they just need it tomorrow morning, so I'm just rolling with whatever they do at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe you do have to get some boundaries. But I know it's so tough because it's what you are striving to, well, not like 100% striving to do. I'm trying to like compare it to something I do where I'd much rather put my like pub job on the line than some sort of like acting or production job. Mm -hmm. Like I'm more willing to be flexible, stay up all night, be patient. It's something that I'm more into versus like... My pub job, if anything changes or is unsatisfactory, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, like, just made it work or did everything to make it work to get to Jackson to hang this show. It's kind of those things that bottom line, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this work no matter what. I don't care if I make any money off of it. This is my priority. Well, and you said you got a nice little morning of fresh powder snowboarding in, so there's your, a silver lining. Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's definitely good parts to it. I've really been loving the idea of managing expectations in so many different relationships. Like, two of the agents I met with this week were so upfront and clear about their understanding of, like, my market and my brand, and they're like, it's a really competitive market, and you might not go out, but, like, once a month or, I don't know, like, they were very clear on it, and I'm like... I understand. So that I think that was just really great than them blowing smoke up my ass and them being like, oh, you're going to be great. We'll get you a starring role on a sitcom next week because that would be unrealistic. And then I wouldn't mm-hmm. trust them. So the fact that they're like, like, we're interested in you, but, you know, these are our qualms made me respect it so much more and want to work with them that much more because I know I'm going to get the truth rather than smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, An interesting expectation that I went through emotionally was, like, when one of the agents said that they wanted to move forward with me, I thought that I would be as – when that moment was going to happen for the first time, I thought I would be as gleeful as when I got into my acting school I mentioned in our origination episode. But I – my reaction was – Anger. I was angry at myself for not pursuing this earlier, faster, harder, whatever. I'm like, what about me now is reaching out to do this versus my last 10 years in LA? Like, what the fuck? I was so mad. (laughs) I'm like, what a weird reaction to have. I'm like having success and then I think that my emotion will be like super happy, proud, relieved, whatever, and I'm angry about it. Wait, so you felt like all of a sudden it was too easy? 
kind of, <laughs> or like, what I was mad at anything that was holding me back prior. Like, I don't know what the magic button was. Like, I know I've worked really hard this last year and then my techniques and I went, did a lot more like production work and I booked a lot more work. So maybe there was like circumstantial things that are making this possible now that I didn't have a year ago. But I still was like, what is this weird emotional reaction? And then, yeah, like later I've been like happy, but still like rooted in a really realistic place. Again, growing from, you know, being like super happy and like, I'm successful. I'm going to make all the money, like being proud, but also super realistic and humble. And it's such a weird, unfamiliar reaction for me. To not, like, Instagram story and be like, oh, look at all this success, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I guess I was just, I was going back to, okay, like, just talking about managing expectations. Mm -hmm. My friend and I were even talking about that in dating and, like, how you can set yourself up to get the response you want from the other person. Not, like, this, not, like, forcing them to do something, but we're like, what if, just on the first date, when you first see the person, you just say, hey, like wherever this goes, let's just agree that we're going to um, be respectful of each other and not ghost and just tell each other, our, you know, what's up. Mm-hmm. If it, if things go south or we want to part ways and agree, like, just to give each other the common courtesy. It was like, whoa, that could actually work. And if somebody <laughs> isn't receptive to that, then probably like, a red flag. <laughs> well, <laughs> Or like, or like, think that's too forward. I don't know. That was just really interesting to me. And I think, like, yeah, as I was saying earlier, I think with managing expectations, I, I too often try to bend it a little bit and tell people what I think they want to hear. Hmm, of course. Even like, even when I'm running late with a friend, it's like, oh, I'll be there in five minutes when I know I'm going to be there in fifteen kind of thing and I don't know it's a really it's a bad habit I don't know why I think that's making it better somehow (laughs) would you do the same thing if it was like a client you were meeting and you were running late would you say five if it were 15 um probably not but I'd probably that just happens no I would be more truthful but I also am not late (laughs) yeah you know like I like to say the same thing I'm always leaving super early especially in LA I'm so familiar with sitting in my car for 15 minutes if I have to but I've been late for this job uh this is a clear across the city like I don't know excuses excuses it was super rainy in LA that day there was a record amount of accidents like everyone was late I even gave myself like two hours plus for like a what should be like a half hour drive and I was still late and I just had to be as truthful as I could about it like ETA says this or I I don't know the early I think the earlier you can communicate and the more specific the better Mm -hmm. but yeah it doesn't hurt to say you're going to be like to beat those expectations so if you're meeting a friend say 15 minutes if you're only going to be 10 yeah and then that's a big oh Look at you. Or sometimes maybe just be an accurate number because it's the difference of them grabbing a table or grabbing a drink at the bar. Or, you know what I mean, just like their plans. So just being truthful, they can adjust accordingly. No, I know. It's it's illogical, but – and I don't know why. (laughs) And then same with with client work. I like – I know it's better to – kind of overestimate what is it like under promise and over deliver mm-hmm. something so they're pleasantly surprised but I think I think a lot of it comes from I'm trying to hide my lifestyle a little bit like oh sorry I can't like well yesterday I fibbed a little bit because I was supposed to have a meeting phone call at 10 and then I decided to go snowboarding so I asked to move the beating because of weather which was kind of true but also <laughs> <laughs> um and I mean the reality of what I do is like yeah I can take an odd Friday off but then when I do when somebody needs something it feels weird it's hard to say like oh no I'm, I'm gonna be snowboarding that day <laughs> 
Well, I don't think you have to say what you're doing, but... Yeah, oftentimes I just say I'm out. Like, I, or I'm not going to be available Friday or whatever. And they don't have to know. Unless they follow me on Instagram or something, but... <laughs> well, like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's the whole point of being an independent contractor, not an employee, is you don't work on their time. Like, you work on your, your time. So if you want to work from... 10 p.m. to 4 in the morning, like, that's your prerogative. And then whatever your agreement is before, like, however you choose to communicate during certain hours or hours you'll be available to chat. Like, you were still able to move that phone call to the same day, right? Just later in the day. No, the next day. Oh. Um, Anyways, but I want to shift back to kind of pull or at least pull back to a bigger picture view of this. Like, how you adjust when things don't go according to plan in the sense of like, let's use your, like you wish you got an agent earlier or went for an earlier example, but I don't know, just like talking about the way you've navigated your acting career based on the way things happen. Cause if things went according to plan or the way you wanted them to, it's like you would have booked a part on a sitcom 10 years ago. Yeah. So what, was your reaction to that? Well, presently, like, I, it's not going to behoove me to punish myself or live in the past. I have to be the best. I kind of had this, this was my whole thought about, like, groundlings, because uh, you have to repeat a lot of classes and whatever. And to take the ego out of it, my th- concept was I just want to be the best performer I can be. And right now it's like I just wanted to be the best actor I can be. And so... Focusing on that and wanting to contribute that uh, makes it so much more in perspective that I have so much more to offer now as an actor now than I did 10 years ago. So I think that cliche, like everything happens for a reason. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have been good 10 years ago. I might not be good now. (laughs) I don't know. But I'm, my focus is in the right place. I'm even thinking, I had this epiphany where I'm like, what is like fame anymore? Like everyone on Instagram is famous or has has an audience. Like there's no such thing as fame anymore. The goal is not to be famous. The goal is to be the best artist I can be in whatever medium I'm in that day. And so staying in the present with it is going to be a better way to live life. There's certainly been disappointments on the road, but that's kind of like built into this career. Like you know you're going to get a thousand no's. I just am more mad that I didn't ask enough along the way. Mm. Yeah. Does that, did I answer your question or did I divert? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know a single person that has take you know, followed the path exactly how they imagined it to be. Oh, it, it never will be. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's really all you can do is have the here and now. Yeah, it's hard not to get, I don't know, fall into the what ifs. I think the the trick to that and going into kind of like any new pursuit is staying flexible is to have, well, I've always subscribed to having like my toes in different ponds. I always see the weirdest analogies. Is that right? <laughs> like... Not having all my eggs in one basket, but I've always yeah, had a couple <laughs> different uh, different eggs. So, like, if one basket is falling short, then I have something else. Or they even say, and I personally do better, like, if I have an audition one day, make sure I have a stand-up, even if it's, like, an open mic that night. So, like, there's always something else happening. Mm-hmm. So you're not just, like, laser-focused on this one result, and then if it doesn't happen, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how that would happen. I'm, I'm kind of thinking of a parallel, like, like our dad going through med school and having trouble there and, like, really had to reroute his focus and change schools and, like, all sorts of stuff to really focus to achieve that. And it definitely probably wasn't what it looked like from the beginning of the road. Or the movie 8th Grade really speaks to that. Have you seen that? No. I don't want to give any spoilers. Is it new? Yeah. It's a it's an indie. I kind of got snubbed in the awards. Um, really, it's like it, she has expectations of what middle school is gonna be like, and they fall short. And then so you kind of anticipate what her expectations of high school are gonna be like, and what her perspective is on it. So it's really cute. But 
I mean, yeah, what kid when they were in like elementary school didn't watch high school movies and be like, oh, that's what high school is going to be like, only to have it be nothing like that. So I think it's probably more likely that your expectations about your life won't be met and it's going to be a completely different ride, but it mm-hmm. could lead you to an even better place. Like how you probably thought you were always going to go to the Pacific Northwest, ended up in Montana, and finally after 13 mm-hmm. years, you're finding home there. Yeah, um, I think I struggle with, you know, yeah, I don't want to like look into the past too much, but trying to learn from it. And I always like, I'm thinking, what can I be doing differently to have different results or, yeah, push it in a new way? Because, yeah, it's like you can't... Okay, so the constant is, yeah, you're you're continuing to work on your craft no matter what. But what does that mean? Like, you just keep... Like, for me, for instance, does that mean just painting every day and maybe eventually that'll just become my full-time job? You know, like, does it work that way? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think it does. I think that's... And it's part of the reason I feel driven to continuously try new things and new crafts and new techniques from technical skills to marketing and all the above. Yeah. Well, like, success won't be handed to you no matter what art you're in. Like, you can't make art in a void. So there is still the exposure side and business side and I don't know, until you're... I'm trying to think of, like, some crazy eccentric painter that just had to paint and then the manager came and blew them up or whatever. I don't know. Even, like, the Beatles, like, still had to put themselves out there. Oh, somebody... um, Maybe it was, like, Oprah's podcast or something. (laughs) I mean, they were talking... Going back to talking about um, the 10,000 hours to Mm -hmm. become an expert at something, and that's people really see the result of that not like the work behind it and I don't know they mentioned the Beatles as as part of that like once they hit the mainstream and fame it's like they had put in I don't know as a band I don't know much about their history but you know as at least as musicians had put in that much time behind the scenes to get there Mm -hmm. they played right they like lived in Hamburg basically at this like club and just like made music for like I don't know how many years. But yeah, just plugged away at it. And then they got those haircuts and I don't know, <laughs> the right person heard their record and or whatever. But it still like took, yeah, tenacity and talent and perseverance. And I think it's hard to let go of the notion that everybody does get their big break. Yeah. That's why like I'm no longer thinking of it like that. Like no longer thinking like, oh, this big break. Because I don't think it ever... It looks like that from the outside, but I don't think that's actually how it really happens. I mean, yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to backtrack. Yes and no, because even at the SAG Awards, a lot of the speeches were like, you're all just one job away from, like, this life, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, I guess that is kind of true, but that could potentially never happen. So that's why I just have to keep myself fulfilled in my art on my own and not have other people's permission to do so so like yeah I'm gonna I'm more than likely gonna be signing to an agent or two these next couple weeks but that's just gonna help me you know I'm accountable to someone so I'm just twice as responsible for creating my own content and writing my own stuff and not depending on auditions or other projects I have to create my own stuff for myself Mm -hmm. and my own satisfaction to my standards and not let I don't know, the society or the idea of fame or being, like, any of that get in the way because that's not conducive to making good quality material. It's not going to make me a better writer if I'm famous. Like, it's not going to make me a better performer. I mean, I'd probably get exposure and, like, more stage time and blah, blah, blah. So there's perk to that, but that's not the goal. That's a really good point. Like, even if you do get, like, the recognition or attention or whatever it doesn't make you any better at what you do Mm -hmm. you still have to work at it yeah so I think right even like Picasso still probably had to keep working on his paintings after he got famous and or made a name for himself any act like 
It's in Jenna Fisher's book. She's Pam on The Office, and she wrote a book about acting survival. And she was like, even after you've been on a really successful sitcom, like, you still have to hustle for work. Like, it, that never goes away. Yeah. So if that scares you, like, get a solid in like job somewhere because that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's speaking to acting. You're almost like, I don't know, like, there's no – even if you had a regular high-paying client – who knows what could happen? Like, you still have to be flexible and hustle. So do you have certain expectations that are about your life that aren't met at this point? I mean, there's definitely, like, goals that I'm striving towards and things that I want. I mean, okay, so say 10 years ago, if you would have known you had to, like, drive back and forth from Jackson two days in a row, cancel with a client to get fresh powder, what are you going to Denver for tomorrow? Um... I'm going to do some tattoo training. Okay. So, like, <laughs> this week is crazy right now at the present, and you're pursuing all these different things in different cities throughout the Midwest. Like, 10 years ago, you? Does 10 years ago Kelsey like this? Does it exceed her expectations? Um, I guess so. <laughs> I know, like, I don't know if we've ever said it on the air before, but it was like, this is a few years ago when I was like, I'm an actor in LA and I'm sleeping with a producer. <laughs> I was like, doing that cliche, it's definitely not what I thought it would be like, but it's the truth. And so, like, some things are happening the way that yeah. you expect them to. It just looks a lot different. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm working for myself in art and design and I get to design skis and make paintings and it's I'm learning to tattoo it's a pretty cool living <laughs> <laughs> or even in like high school if I told you that you're going to be painting landscapes <laughs> like with like would that have resonated <laughs> oh probably not and like not that you limit yourself to landscapes by any means yeah I like yeah Tell Kelsey at 18 that she's going to live in Montana and paint landscapes. <laughs> so, like, that's the reality. Like, the expectation probably was living in a city being, I don't know. I don't know what your expectations were for yourself, but chances are they look a little different than how you imagined. Oh, for sure. But like you were saying, like, the the core of things that I wanted are st is still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't look the way I thought, and but it's still what I was set out to do. And so it's it's hard not to get caught up in the details and the nitty gritty of like, well, I do have this or I don't have that, but the overall picture is is good. I mean, and and all said and done, I think both of our paths have been pretty linear in that way. You know, like, the biggest kind of thing that jetted me off in a different direction was starting guiding. So that's a really kind of interesting, like, when things don't go according to planned example. Because <laughs> <laughs> even just a few years ago, when I, fit, when I quit my full-time job, my thought was, okay, I'll travel for a little while and, you know, do freelance for a while, but then eventually, like, you know, get a job at a cool design studio or you know, for an outdoor brand or something like that. And, like, here I am still spinning my wheels, but the reality is I, I think I'm happier than if I had landed a job with a big agency in the Pacific Northwest or something like that. So it's just, yeah, I mean, so many of those decisions are kind of made for you and you got to roll with the punches and, when doors close, like there's, it just often means that there's something different and better, and you know it's just not not your door. Is there anything that ever happened where a door was totally like slammed in your face and made you go in a different direction altogether? Were you just like, well, shut I don't know. That I mean, down. I've definitely had a lot of rejections of things that I wanted, but I try exactly what you were saying earlier about just having eggs, in, you know, all your eggs in different baskets, like. I just moved on very quickly to the next thing. And, and, like, none of those rejections felt ultimately devastating. Mm -hmm. uh, there are different jobs or, um, you know, residencies or shows or whatever that I've applied for that I've been rejected. And uh, it's kind of a blow at first, but 
I didn't, by no means it was like, oh, it's a no forever and you suck and you should quit everything that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why, like, if it hasn't worked out with option A, there's always been an option B or C. It's like, who is that move? Molly. There's a movie a few years ago, Molly's Game, where she was going to be an Olympic skier and, like, broke her back or something. And that's just like, well, that's it. No more Olympics for you. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Like, that would just be mm-hmm. devastating. And she ended up, you know, in the movie, finding a new secondary life goal. But that would be so hard. Because I don't, I don't feel like there's a single thing that would slam in my face that would be like, well, okay, time to move to Tennessee and become a cattle rancher. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that would make me ever give up. There's not one mm-hmm. thing I can think of. The only thing I could think Maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we both thought of things. I'm like, this would never hopefully happen, but I'm thinking how like Kevin Spacey's career is over kind of thing because of sexual allegations. So as long as I don't like touch anyone's peepees, <laughs> then I think I'm good there. <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, oh, the only thing I could think of is if like my hand got injured. Like Dr. Strange. <laughs> yeah. But I've even seen painters that painted with their mouths before. So oh, exactly. And I think if you really wanted to paint, you would find a way to do it no matter what limbs. Or we're going to be so technologically advanced, there's going to be eye tracking on your eyeballs and you'll just paint with your eyes. That'll be like, that's honestly like an invention. It's going to be out next year because they already have eye tracking. That's something too, like... Think about all the opportunities we can reach with the internet and how, say, like our parents' generation or even younger probably didn't even know that was going to exist and they were just like pursuing their shit. And then all of a sudden this comes and it's just so much more expansive and accessible to do anything. What's the next thing that we don't even know will be invented yet? There could be a new form of electricity that's coming that's going to blow everyone out of the water. So the world as we know it and our linear goals are going to be so three-dimensional ways that we're going to be doing anything that we can't even wrap our heads around it right now. Yeah, I mean, talk about having to adapt um, just technology that's being thrown at us on a daily basis. This forces to to have to change our ways, you know, consistently. Man, I'm soaking it up, the tech stuff. I'm immediately, like, like, I've already had, like, my, like, sitcom ideas. Like, I have a bucket of them. And obviously, like, some movie ideas, too. But this, like, sci-fi futuristic tech world is so inspiring to me. And I love thinking and fantasizing about what's potentially possible. Yeah, it's funny, like, the couple clients... Because I haven't, I haven't had to do any kind of, like, project management sharing systems for a while now just being mostly independent and working on one-on-one with clients um but two kind of companies i started working for there's just like there's so many programs it's like oh are you on slack are you on trello are you on live share are you on brand folder are you on this and it's like ugh, (laughs) i've had like 10 new different things just to share files and communicate (laughs) which is like at the end of the day, it definitely does help keep everything organized. Like, if all that shit was in your email, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it, like, just made me laugh. Like, really? There's another <laughs> thing you want me to use? <laughs> I know. So w- which one of those do you like the best so far? I kind of want to integrate one. Well, they all do different things. Okay, we'll talk depends about that. On what yeah, you, yeah, it depends on what you want to do. As far as just, as far as just to-do lists, I really like Trello. So I'll say that. Hashtag sponsor us. What are your expectations for this year? And do you think they'll be met? Or what are your obstacles this year going to be presently? Besides having to drive through snow all the time. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Honestly, like, things are already... It's, like, fucking February. And I haven't even, like, sat down to set goals. (laughs) (laughs) Or think about my expectations. Which... Oh, I, I I feel like I should. It's necessary. But I often fall into the trap of like, well, if I don't set goals, then they won't fall short <laughs> because they weren't goals to begin with. <laughs> and I can just like work hard. And like as long as I'm living in a productive 
land, then something's going to happen and it'll exceed my expectations because I don't have any expectations. Yeah. I mean, I guess lately, instead of looking at the year ahead, I've been thinking about certain tasks tasks that I want to do and like accomplishing them as I can. So, for instance, I wanted to try like a Facebook, Instagram marketing with incorporated with email for art sales and just mm-hmm. try that out. So that was kind of like my January thing. So just I, like really, it's not so much a year long thing, but just like little goals that I'm just conc- trying to focus on one by one. Yeah. And actually I saw somebody posted this on Instagram the other day, a way of goal setting, like, okay, first write down your top five goals for the year. And then pick your number one out of those top five. And then out of that number one, write down 20 subtasks to get you to that goal. And then daily, you're working on each one of those subtasks. So instead of having like five big goals for the year, you have one goal. Mm -hmm. And then you break it down. Because I think, and I really like that just because I think... Uh, at least personally, I get too overwhelmed and scatterbrained with all the things that I want to do that I end up being kind of paralyzed and doing nothing or just really slowly creeping on everything. Whereas I think, like you said, when you, you were intensely focused on acting, so things start rolling. Yeah. Um, I think, and we've talked about this before in other, you know, other episodes, but yeah, really focusing in on something. So for me... Right now, I've been more focused on just learning the tattooing. Mm-hmm. Um, has quickly like jumped to the the top of the list because I think I mean it's it's something that I've wanted to do for at least the past five years and is finally kind of rolling. I have a good mentor, so I feel like the time is now. It's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden. All these things that I've been thinking about, dreaming about, researching, it's just like things are clicking and going. So I'm like, well. crawling into place. Yep. And it was the same thing with guiding. Like, it, that all just happened very quickly and opportunities just came up and it just became such an intense focus of my year that I went from, like, barely knowing how to row a raft to guiding the following season. So it's like, and that was just because my mindset was so intensely focused. Like, that's where all my energy was. Any opportunity that came up. But, you know, every book that I read, just everything was so poured into that. So I guess so that's my answer. <laughs> so my goal for this year is, is to it's tattoo it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure like especially starting tomorrow as you start your internship training. I just call it training because I'm not truly his apprentice since I don't live there. I'm sure through that experience, you'll figure out even more like micro goals yeah. then. Yeah, because that like, okay, so... Uh, just give me an example of one big goal and then subtasks to go work towards that goal. So with that, first of all, I needed to get the equipment, have that. And then there's all these, you know, just techniques like learning, lining, shading, and just, you know, just right now I'm, it's about putting in the hours on fake skin and getting comfortable with it. I see it as more like another tool in my tool belt that another like style of art I can do. It's a money maker. It's another skill, and we'll see where it goes. Really, well, tattooing is a new venture that's still related to your original art. Mm-hmm. And I think diversifying your portfolio, no matter who you are, is going to be advantageous. Well, yeah, and I think those things all inform each other too. Like I think. Being a painter helps my design work and vice versa, or definitely influences it. Um, like, you can probably tell that I'm a designer from my paintings just because of the, the colors and style and everything. Um, hmm. So, yeah. I, I mean, and it's funny right now because I mostly am devi- devoting full time to practicing, but that it's taken away from painting completely. So I still feel conflicted about it. Like painting is still (laughs) my my love. (laughs) All right. That's how I feel even about like production work. I'm like, oh, it's adjacent, but not the same thing. It's tough to figure out how to spend your time. It is. That's why I'm like, I have this 
stuff happening with my jewelry company, but my head is just honestly not there right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't want to, I'm not ready to abandon it or anything. I just need like 80 more hours in the week so I can do everything. Yeah. So I think like that just goes back to being able to focus as much as you can on one particular thing and just know that, you know, like I know I'm not abandoning painting by any means, but for a while I might just have to hyper focus on this thing to yeah. develop my skill set if I want it to happen quickly anyways. Yeah. So my next question is, do you have a boundary there? Like you're going to be hyper-focused for two weeks, a month, whatever, some time, and then get back to something else per that being a choice or say you have like the magazine or something in the spring. Like is there a deadline to your hyper-focus? There's not right now. I think life will – life wastes. Life always wins. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, like, I'm going to go back and work on the river this season. So there's that. So you have to get all your land stuff done by then. (laughs) Yeah. And then, I mean, there's, of course, there's never any... I think about this often, actually, is, like, especially with painting. I'm like, there's no... There's no end to this, like, finish the painting and it's on to the next one. There's no, like, okay, I've completed this. Maybe I can focus on making more collections of 20 pieces or whatever. But, um, yeah, like, it's just it's a constant. So it's, it's hard to say, but I want to at least get to the point where I'm comfortable tattooing on skin. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. Well, like, you might not like it at that point or who knows like I went to beauty school for a second but when it came to actually touching real people I was like oh no I don't like this <laughs> so it's not like I regret that even though it was a diversion from the true goal but it was still really educational and I can still use those skill sets on myself I just <laughs> yeah. chose not to do it professionally and if that doesn't pan out, you still have your painting is your ultimate mecha goal. Yeah. Like that's not going to go anywhere. Like, no matter what, no matter if you lose a limb, we've talked about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I think I would regret it if I didn't at least try. Okay, so aside from being, like, brain cracked out from travels and stress, like, what keeps you up at night right now? I, nothing. <laughs> I'm sleeping really well. <laughs> so that's a perk. Because <laughs> I've had this, I guess that was a leading question because I I cannot sleep at all lately because my mind is just worrying with ideas of things I want to shoot and just concepts I want to write and execute. Like I don't know if this is like a manic episode or what, but this whole month has just been like nonstop like can't sleep, have to create, wake up, create. Like, ma, 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 ma. So it's awesome, but at some point I'm like, brain, just please stop thinking of ideas for two seconds so I can go to sleep. That was kind of my December when I was in a really, like, good, consistent mode of painting a lot. Um, yeah. I've painted more at, like, 5.36 in the morning these past few months than I ever have. It's really strange. Is that waking up early or staying up late? Yeah, there's just been waking up early. Like, there's just been a few mornings where I've woken up and my mind starts turning. So I've just forced myself to, like, myself to just go paint for an hour. And it's like, oh my gosh, I wish I that was my routine because it is, it's so nice. Like, it's still dark out, so it's just, like, a little bit of light on and really quiet and like just kind of ease into the day that way. It's so nice. Do you go back to sleep? No. I'd probably go back to sleep. <laughs> no, I mean. But that's a, that is like a really magical time of day. I just come at it from the night before instead. No, and then it's like by like seven or eight, Nico finally wakes up and take him for a walk. And then it's like time to get into other work. But that is kind of nice. Yeah. I just... I wish I could do that more consistently, but my sleep schedule does not allow for that. No. But yeah, lately, the past week or two, I've been sleeping like a rock. 
I guess my brain's been worked out enough. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I like those. You got to take those times for what they are when you just like are flooded with ideas and creative energy. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Just make sure you're like getting it all down on paper. Yeah. I need a better system for that because I'll be like, oh, I'll use this notebook for this idea. And then I'll be out. I'm like, oh, I don't have my notebook. I'll write it in my phone. Or it's kind of scattered. I started using um, Evernote for random ideas. Because you can, you just can have different categories for your notes, really. So it, I've got like business, painting ideas, movies I need to watch, you know, just different things like that. Do you feel any better about managing your own expectations or diverting off the path? Does this help you at all or are you just burnt out? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was good to explore whenever we talk about these things it's just kind of reassuring you know things that are floating around your brain that you really know to be true but just reassuring to talk about it that cements up that like this is like right here right now this is the path <laughs> mm-hmm. um and perceived curveballs i mean really you just gotta roll with it like that's if you're and if you're in flow like those things will just pass right through you. It's really when you're fighting too hard, resisting that it becomes an issue. Yeah. And when other people are involved, just being, just really taking things head on, I think. And like you said, being truth as truthful as you can, that's all you can do. And then there's no, like once I, when I did want to go skiing in Jackson, um, once I had emailed, at least emailed or called the people I needed to, it was like such a sense of relief. It was like, okay, like I'm not worried about these things. Like, deal with it tomorrow or deal with it tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna enjoy, enjoy myself for a few hours. So, yeah, I mean, we're all just human, doing the best we can. So, where can people find you on social media? Kzentars underscore art on Instagram and Kelsey Zentars art and design on Facebook. And I'm at Marissa Zentars. Now go to bed. You too. Or stay up till seven. Yeah. <laughs>